Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. All right, welcome back, collectors, to another episode of Kane Collects. Uh, before I get to my next guest, uh, do a little housekeeping. I want to do a mailbag episode coming up. So if you have any questions, any topics you want me to hit, any guests you want me to pursue, anything like that, please email me, kangcollects at gmail.com. That's K H A N G collects at gmail.com. Like I said, I'm open to any ideas. Talk about anything collectible. It doesn't have to be sports cards. It could be sports memorabilia, you know, comics, Funko Pops, coins, whatever, if, guitars. If you can collect at records, I'll talk about it. Um, all right. So without further ado, my next guest, someone I've spoken to before. Uh, we've spoken about uh, an awesome pair of shoes that he owns, and there was an update on that. And now a new acquisition he has, too. He's a high-end collector. Also loves sports cards as well. Uh, Lou Papa, One Memorabilia. Thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for coming uh, on the podcast, Lou. Gang, thank you for having me back. It's good to see you, brother. Good to see you. Um, yeah, we missed each other at National this past year in Chicago. I know you had some family obligations to hit up, so hopefully I can see you in Cleveland coming up, man. Yeah, absolutely. I um, un- <laughs> Unfortunately, it was just it, it didn't line up for uh, for the National this year. My, uh, my wife's parents had their 50th wedding anniversary, so it was one of those things that um, – you know, unless I wanted to end up in divorce court, you know, I was I was uh, all in on going to the family vacation. So I hope to see you all in Cleveland for sure. Absolutely, man. I can't wait. And uh, I'm married with two little kids, so I know happy wife, happy life. It's a real yeah. thing, people. So uh, some things aren't <laughs> worth, uh, you know, the, the trouble. So it's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, how do you? Hey, babe, like, what's more important? Oh, it's the biggest card show in the, you know, in the space for, you know, for the year or whatever. And then it's like, they're my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but like I said, I, we, uh, the first thing I did want to talk to you about was an update. I talked to you when I had you on before you, we spoken about a pair of Michael Jordan's NBA finals game worn shoes that you acquired. Uh, let me tell the people a little bit about it before you give us the update and a little background on the shoes. These shoes were worn by Michael Jordan, in the 1991 NBA finals. They have a significant story behind. It. I'll let you share that. Uh, those shoes were gifted by Michael Jordan to Sonny Vaccaro, who was, if you watch the movie Air, you know that he is a big name in the sneaker amateur basketball um, world, a uh, big part of Michael Jordan signing with Nike and that whole backstory. Uh, essentially, uh, Sonny was left out of the Last Dance series by ESPN, felt very hurt by that. And so he was so hurt, he decided to take those shoes that was gifted to him from Michael Jordan and put them up for auction. And that was a win for Lou Papa, my friend here, because Lou got those shoes. And um, 
like I said, I'll let you tell people a little bit about those shoes and why they're so special. No, I appreciate it. And thank you for the interest. Um, hey, but for, you know, for your audience, uh, if, if there's anybody out there that isn't completely familiar with Sonny, um, you know, there's a great 30 for 30 on ESPN called Soul Man. And, um, you know, it tells his entire backstory of how he came up, um, you know, basically as a teacher, high school teacher, and then became one of the most prominent um names in college basketball you know after he got uh after he got hired by nike so i think you know you guys will like that if you're looking for something to watch and then um you know he also was in another he was very briefly in um another documentary called one man in his shoes and he actually shows this pair um of the you know of the of the pair that michael gave him um somewhere around like the 17 18 minute mark um you know so it's kind of cool you know just for the audience to be able to like physically see what it is that we're talking about right now so figured yeah, i recall is a very influential person in amateur basketball and in the shoe uh business for sure and check those out if you don't know Yep. And then, like you said, in the movie air, you know, pretty much tells the entire story of how he and, you know, three or four other guys brought Michael to, you know, to Nike. There is no Air Jordan. There is no anything that we're familiar with today, you know, without Sonny. So, um, you know, so without further ado, <laughs> you know, it, it, as it related to the shoe itself, um, yeah, he wore Michael wore these shoes in game four of the 91 final. So this was his first championship. And um, what had happened was in game three the series was tied one, one and Michael came down, hit a jump shot with like five, six seconds left in the game to tie it and push it to overtime. But when he landed, uh, he landed kind of funny and I, and then he got stepped on. So he, he wound up with like a toe injury. The bulls went on to win, uh, in overtime and go up two one, but then Michael couldn't practice in between games three and four. And then he was still having a problem with the pressure in the shoes. Um, so to try to alleviate that and give him a little more flexibility, he took an exacto knife and cut this big hole right in the toe box of the shoe and, you know, to, to alleviate pressure. And, you know, if you go on to YouTube and, you know, and you're kind of just watching, you know, like if you Google uh, or excuse me, if you YouTube uh, the 91 game four, you'll see like Ahmad Rashad, Bob Costas talking about the injury. And then they show Michael walking onto the court. And you can see his white socks popping right through the shoe, right through the toe box. Yeah, it's like um, a two-inch slit right by the toe. It's like you said to alleviate because the toe had swollen up, or it was just too much pressure. So you, you needed some some less pressure. Yeah. So this is um, so that exact pair is is what he gave to Sonny after Sonny was let go from Nike. So Michael um, had somebody leave these for Sonny at his hotel room, um, and then I don't think. At the time, immediately, immediately at the time, I don't think Sonny recognized what they were. Like from what I understand, is I don't think he realized that they were final shoes, um, you know, until years later, you know. And then it was his intention to keep these. He, you know, he said he was going to pass them down to his grandkids. But then, as you just pointed out, Kang, you know, like then the Last Dance came out in 2020, and then Michael, um, you know, and and the ESPN team left Sonny out in terms of the storyline of how Michael got to Nike. So. Sonny kind of said that that was like the, you know, broke his heart. It was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And then what happened was he actually sent them to auction. Um, and they, they went, he picked Sotheby's uh, to auction the shoes through. And what happened was um, whenever, whenever that auction was, the shoes actually didn't get paid for. So I wasn't the winner on the, at the Sotheby's auction. And then um, after, after they didn't get paid for, the the shoes went to golden auctions and then there was like a reserve on the shoe i think probably around the price that 
um, that they had, you know, hammered for at Sotheby's. So anyway, as it turns out, I was the high bidder in the golden auction, but it didn't hit the reserve. So what happened was, um, I think Ken Golden and Sonny just, you know, they spoke and they were like, well, we know who the buyer is, he'll pay. And then, <laughs> so I think they just worked it out where maybe they lowered the seller commission or something like that. And Sonny's like, fine, you know, like, I'll take it as is because this guy will 100% pay. Um, and then the rest is history, you know? So like, you know, I've owned the shoes for like two and a half years now, um, you know, and it's just, it's definitely a, a really nice pride and ownership kind of story. Yeah, those are awesome shoes. I mean, like I said, there's already, it's already Michael Jordan game worn. It's NBA finals. And then there's a story behind it because the the slit and the toe and everything like that, that he was, you know, injured. And then on top of that, he gives it to Sonny, who's one of the most influential, you know, people in basketball, amateur basketball, uh, shoes. And then you end up with it. So there's so much, there's so many layers and levels to that, those shoes. I think that uh, it's an amazing piece of memorabilia to own. Now, the reason I brought it up is because there is an update on that. And what what's the update, Lou? Yeah, so this this is kind of exciting. Um, and, you know, just to further piggyback off what you were saying, I, I do feel pretty unworthy to own these after, you know, after you just went through the level of provenance and ownership of where they came from. I'm like, I'm the wrong guy. <laughs> no, but you're a Jordan enthusiast, so it's not like you're just some guy anyway, right? No, it's true. It's just, it's just kind of funny, you know, like yeah. when you start backstory in the movies yep. and this, I'm like, I don't know, and, you know, <laughs> but what we did since then um, is to try to, you know, just sort of tie up any potential loose ends. So what I did was I sent the shoes to two different uh, photo match companies. And for your audience, uh, photo matching would be very similar to grading, you know, grading cards. So, um, you know, there's really four major um, photo match companies, which would be similar to the four major grading companies, um, you know, and, and so my grade would be kind of like your guys PSA. So I sent them to them and then another group called Davios Sports. And uh, both came back with successful photo matches to that moment in time, you know, that I felt very confident it was, you know, what I thought it was. But, you know, like it just it's one of those things where you just have to be very careful with what you're representing, especially with, you know, Jordan and high end Jordan, because, um, you know, sometimes there's there are uh, autographs that, you know, come back in unauthentic and you just don't want to have any potential problems down the road, you know, if I ever did sell these. So. I'm really excited to announce that, you know, both my gray and, and Davios both gave us uh, a confirmed photo match, um, you know, with a nice little video to boot, you know, that kind of shows, you know, the photo match plus a little bit of the eight to 10 seconds of the, of the clip of like a mod and Bob Cox is talking about it. So it's, it's really pretty neat. So if anybody wanted to see that, you know, they can certainly jump to our Instagram page and take a look. It's, it's a quick look, 15, 20 seconds. But it's awesome because it shows, I mean, real time that what was going on back then with those shoes. And then the fact that, you know, like you said, you got it, you know, photo match, game match by two other companies, not, you know, one of the two leading companies in, in this industry. Um, it's like double stamps. What you kind of, you know, obviously already knew what you had, but crosses any extra T's, dots, any extra I's and completely validates that, hey, these are those shoes. Now, uh, to people listening, why would someone... What's the point of photo matching it? Uh, I mean, how much extra value would that add to things like that? I know you can't put an exact number on it, but you know, you know, why is that so important? I guess. 
Um, I, I, so I think it's two reasons, right? I mean, and one, uh, you know, again, just to kind of go back to the grading theme, you know, because I know that your audience is, you know, is, um, you know, are good card collectors and things like that, so they can appreciate this. But, you know, you guys, um, you know, you can understand, you know, like especially in like the 90s, you know, there are a lot of those, you know, backdoored and fake cards like the, you know, like the 90s inserts and the PMGs and the rubies and stuff like that were, you know, they were kind of messed around with and, you know, and some of the grading companies have gotten it wrong, you know, and then things come back as fake uh, and then you have to go take it to somewhere else and, you know, try to do all that. So the really cool part about photo matching when it's, you know, when it can be done is that it takes you to a very exact moment in time, you know, a very specific game. You know, they have pictures, you know, that really conclusively identify, okay, this shoe, this jersey, you know, is right to here. Um, and it's important because then people can really feel confident in what they own or what they're about to buy, especially if it's a, you know, more of a significant high end piece. Like if you're going to spend, you know, something crazy, like, I don't know, 500 K or a million bucks, you know, I think the flu game shoes did like a million four, you know, or something like that. So if you're, if you're going to spend that kind of money, you want to be pretty darn sure, you know, that it's exactly what it's advertised as. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's well, my next question was going to be like someone out there, like uh, mo most of our listeners, my listeners are not going to you know be able to afford or invest in something <laughs> that high end. But what if they, it was something a lot lower end, you know, like um, here in Detroit where I'm broadcasting from, what if Kate Cunningham throws up his uh, wristband or Jersey or takes off his shoes and, and throws it to you. And while he's walking off the court now, is that something, or do you wait, you know, how, I guess how, how uh, valuable does something have to be before you photo match it? Or is it something where like, Hey, you should just get a photo match anyways, you know, can, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Can you just educate us? Yeah. Oh, look, it's a great question. Um, and, and look, I mean, and Cade's the man, right? I mean, he is, well, we hope so here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think we were all bummed, you know, that he got hurt last year, you know, just because he really appears to be that special talent. And now he's got Monty, you know, uh, you know, to guide the team. So that's cool. But anyway, you know, like these guys, um, you know, it's, it's one thing, like if you have a Jersey from any random Tuesday night game, you know, like it is what it is, but, but like, what if it was a game from like Cade's first ever triple double, you know, or if it was a playoff game, you know, or, you know, or something like that, um, you know, like everybody now remembers, uh, you know, just because it's sometimes they make fun of him. But remember when Patrick Beverly went crazy when the T Wolves got won the play in game? Yes. And yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, you know, but, but that's a moment in time. You know, like, now yeah. look, Patrick Beverly isn't Michael Jordan. He's not Kate Cunningham. But <clears throat> if somebody said to me, like, hey, that's pretty cool. Like, I, like, he threw his jersey into the crowd, right? I mean, so, like, if you caught it that night, you know, and then you got them to sign it and then you get it photo match. Like if you're a T-Wolves fan, that's pretty darn memorable. Um, you know, and if Cade has winds up having like this Hall of Fame oriented type career, like if you get something from him early in his career, you know, that's memorable. Maybe it's his first game or, you know, his first 30 point game or something like that. Um, you know, like that's where, you know, the multiple adds up. Everybody remembers the flu game, right? He didn't even have the flu, but they call it the flu game. They're the flu game shooter. <laughs> So, so that's what that's really where the multiplier comes from. Like if you have, you know, something where it's very memorable um, and especially if it's a, from a popular player, I mean, you know, good gosh, the sky's the limit. I mean, Kobe's Kobe's first jersey from his rookie year did like three and a half million dollars and it was only estimated to do like 500K. So, you know, there was there must have been two huge Kobe collectors, two huge Laker collectors. 
and they punched it out um, <laughs> of the morning in that auction because it was specifically photo matched. They knew exactly what game it was from. And, you know, and then there's not any more of those. You know, that's the beauty, you know, of memorabilia, too, is like there are no other sunny v shoes you know like there are no other game four shoes uh, you know so you know if if you guys are pretty bullish on Cade, and i don't see why you wouldn't i mean i think the, i think he's terrific you know just from you know eyeballing and watching the pistons periodically like hey if you guys make the playoffs this year you know some maybe somebody gets his first ever playoff jersey yeah i mean i love i mean game you stuff is crazy like to me that's so cool um the fact that like you saw obviously a post pandemic things got crazy with sports cards and mm-hmm. the fact that cards like just straight basketball cards, you could pack pull. were going more than things that were players war in games was blowing my mind. I'm like, what's going on here? But I mean, that's the way we are. I mean, it's like, whatever is desirable, whatever, you know, it's, you know, whatever people like and wants popular, it gets tends to the value goes up and maybe that's not the way it should be. Because like I said, something game war, that's crazy. Uh, sticking with the card theme, they used to have game worn pieces of jerseys and warm ups and short shorts. To me, that did matter because nowadays it's like they go to you know any sporting goods store and cut up a jersey and put it in a card. To me, it's not the same. It's not. I mean, to think about it, like you and you know, I collect Michael Jordan cards, and I look and because back then he was you know Upper Deck owned a lot of that stuff. Now Panini, and they did game worn stuff, and I look and I go. Wow, that little piece of fabric on that card was worn by Michael Jordan. And I got that card for like 40 bucks or, you know, before it went crazy. Like to me, that's awesome. And instead, other people are, you know, they neglect it. I think game worn is a huge industry. And obviously, the high end stuff is going to go crazy. But do you feel like game worn things are going to even get better as we move forward? Or, you know, where do you see that, that part of the collecting hobby going? I think, um, I do think that you're, you know, sort of, best of the best pieces, you know, type of things will continue to move higher. I think um, as a word of caution, you know, for, you know, for your uh, audience, I, I don't think you want to buy, you know, just any random Jersey from any random Tuesday night game, you know, or any random pair of sneakers. Unless you're just going to PC that basically, right? Like you just yeah. want, like you're a big you, fan of Patrick Beverly, like you said, or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally beat me to the punch. Yes. Because that's what the thing, like, you know, I think we should all try to, you know, collect what you love, you know, and, and do the best that, that you can and, you know, build a collection that you just enjoy looking at and talking about and things like that. Um, but look, you know, at the end of the day, some pieces cost more than others, you know, and, and you're hoping, you know, that you can get a return, you know, on, on some of the things that you acquire. So, um, you know, when, when, when you start putting those pieces into your, you know, into your PC, um, you know, that's where something like a photo match, you know, is important to have just because to your point with, you know, a, a piece of uh, jersey and a card. Like, I mean, Upper Deck might say, you know, that it's game worn, but you don't really know. I mean, you're taking you're taking their word for it. You're taking it their word for it, exactly. Yeah. Whereas, like with a photo match, like you literally get the photo. You know, of here's what it is, and they start putting the little circles around it, and they're like, look, this thread is pulled. You know, this is off. This is off, and that's how they get it. So, um, you know, and then and then you know, you see the the, the discrepancy in the premiums from between like player worn and game worn, you know, in cards. Right. I mean, you know, I, I think even card guys now are like NT, not really that cool. Like when you really look at it, it's like, like the Luca cards. Right. I mean, he's in an 88 Jersey. He doesn't wear 88 and he does, you know, like it's not game worn. Like, you, you know, I mean, it's like a photo oh, shoot. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Um, but you know, you guys being in Detroit, like um, if you, you know, if you Google some of the big sales, like Ty Cobb stuff, 
goes for millions of dollars, like just like bats and gloves. And like, I mean, because the supply is so limited and obviously, I mean, I mean, he's the all time batting average. I mean, like he's, I know Pete Rose is quote unquote the hit King, but you know, Ty Cobb is, he is everything when it comes to hitting like a three sixty seven lifetime batting average or something crazy. And you know, 40, what did he have? 41, 91 hits or something like that. I mean, so, you know, when you see his stuff, I mean, they just go for millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And then we just had a legend here retiring Miguel Cabrera, which I feel is really, he's almost like, to me, it's another topic in itself, just undervalued uh, players of our time or, you know, of our modern time. Uh, Maybe it's because he's not American or maybe, you know, uh, Detroit's not, you know, New York or LA, but uh I think Miguel Cabrera with what he's on triple crown that the hits, I mean, arguably debatably to a lot of people, best right-handed hitter of all time. He just retired. I mean, I've got a, um, it's not game used, but I've got, you know, a uh, autographed Jersey from him. He's got the accolades on there and everything that he written, uh, he's wrote up, but that's a PC thing for me. It wasn't an investment. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think he was, re- he's really undervalued. And cause you mentioned Ty Cobb, I mean, Ty Cobb's a different, that's a different stratosphere, but you know, I think Miguel Cabrera was a guy that people I think collect a lot around here. I, I think so too. Um, and and I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I think I think a guy like Cabrera and Pujols, for that matter, will age well as time goes along. Because, I mean, how many how many years was it between the last Triple Crown and and Cabrera's? And I mean, how many more years be- before it'll be done again? Um, over three. No one cares about average anymore, right? <laughs> right. Oh, right. I mean, and and not and you know to hit what 50 you know 45 50 homers and lead the league and run at rbis i mean it's it's just i don't i don't see it being done maybe ever again unless the you know the game goes back to you know more of a smaller ball um but yeah i mean like if you look at his accolades you know world series champ you know mvp i mean he's got it all so i i would like to believe that um if his stuff is you know like not all over the place you know meaning that the if the supply is not infinite he should do he should he should be a good collectible because like he's going to be one of like five guys that in all of baseball history that have his stats. So and he did it, you know, clean, you know, compared to some of the others. Yeah. And um, he he's going to he's one of those like if they if the writers weren't such, you know, jerks or whatever, he'd be at you know, Hall of Fame, like unanimous, you know, not one guy. would. I mean, not one guy's going to look at his resume and go. Oh, yo, not next time. You got to wait a year or something like that. You know, <laughs> like like what I Jeter agree. had everyone but one vote or something like that. Was Jeter the closest or Mariano Rivera? I can't remember which one. R- Rivera did it. He got a hundred percent. Okay, but yeah, Jeter missed. Yeah, he got like one or two like votes that didn't go in. And you're like, really? <laughs> like, what? What about his resume? Like, is not Hall of Fame? Like, who who doesn't put him in first yeah. ballot? The championships, everything, and then Miguel should be the same way. Uh, before I get to uh, the the main reason, actually, uh, I got you on was uh, what uh, just quick thoughts on Shohei Otani and his. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we never thought it was sustainable, let alone do to do what he did. What about his uh, memorabilia and jerseys and bats and shoes and things like that? What do you think about him as an investment piece? I think with Shohei, it's just going to have to be one of those like just watch what you pay. You know, like you don't want to like when he's going ballistic, like he was for parts of this year, you know, when he looks just unhuman, <laughs> um, you know, you don't want to get caught up in the hype, you know? So I think, I think you should just try to stick with, you know, memorable moments of his, um, like if he had, like if you could get a Jersey where he pitched and hit and maybe had a home run, like a couple of games, I think he had, you know, he got the win 
and hit a home run in the same game. Like, I mean, how many of those could there possibly be of any player ever? Right. I mean, um, you know, I'd imagine, you know, if, if somebody could somehow conclusively match a uh, photo match of Babe Ruth Jersey to a very specific game and say he did exactly this, um, you know, that would probably be one of the most valuable pieces you could ever have. But so I think with Shohei, um, my concern with current day players is how often they switch, you know, jerseys. I mean, like in the NBA, you have guys switching every half. Some guys switch every quarter. Um, you know, same thing with shoes they're only wearing for, you know, so baseball is different, right? I mean, Otani's not switching out his cleats, you know, like every two innings or anything like that. But I would just say try to look for, um, you know, meaningful things that he did as opposed to like, hey, you know, I got an Otani jersey and I paid $20,000 and he went one for five, you know, and like the one hit was like a single. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, like I don't think long term, I don't think that that will appreciate no, that's good advice. Uh, so sticking with jerseys and things like that, like I said, the main reason I brought you on was you um, you have something pretty, pretty damn awesome. I know you're a big Jordan, Michael Jordan collector, Jordan enthusiast, and but you're an investor as well. And this is a great investment. Uh, I think feel like anything, Michael Jordan's pretty safe for the most part, right? So why don't you tell the people what you were uh, recently able to put together? Yeah, thank you. Um, I think so too, you know, as it relates to Jordan. I mean, I'm trying to put my money where my mouth is, you know, from, from time to time. But this one, um, you know, really I can attribute this to, you know, again, sort of the, the, the theme of tonight is sort of this power of photo matching. Um, so I guess about a year and a half ago, I acquired uh, like a full uniform, but I'll call it sort of like a Frankenstein uniform because the Jersey and the shorts were matched to, to different games. Um, so, but I still thought it was cool, you know, to have one. Cause I was like, I don't know. There's just not that many of them. Um, and, you know, it's from last dance season. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So what I did was I took the jersey and the shorts and sent them back, you know, to the different companies and had them rematch it to see if they could find any other games. Um, and as it turned out, on the when the shorts came back, there were three additional games that were found by one of the photo match companies. So the shorts now have been matched to nine games and six of them were playoff games. So one of these three new dates um, became the uh, became the Eastern Conference semifinal game three against the Hornets. And if you watch the last dance, it's it's like the um, it's the revenge game. I, I'll call it like MJ's revenge because they they show BJ Armstrong talking all kinds of trash in game two of that series when he was on the Hornets and he was like kind of dancing around the bulls bench and he had a big game and the Hornets won in Chicago to tie it up at one. So then after that game is over, they go into the, to the locker room and Jordan's sitting on, um, you know, sitting on like a table and he's got a cigar in his mouth and he's gripping a baseball bat and he's talking about like, he's like, well, he's like, takes a real man, you know, to talk shit when it's, you know, when you're, um, you know, when the score yeah, right, right yeah. Down. he's like, you know, when you're up five or six points, anybody can talk. And then, you know, and then he proceeds to say, you know, something along the lines of, he's like, well, you know, I was expected to, to dominate this guy. And from that point forward, I did. So one of the, one of the new dates came back on the shorts to that game. And then as luck would have it, um, I was put in touch with another collector who actually had the Jersey to that game. And I was trying to put a deal together for with him and it just, we didn't quite get there. Um, and then he went to, uh, he wound up putting it in auction 
And then same thing as the Sunny Shoes. The, the auction somehow, for whatever reason, didn't get paid for. So the guy came back to me and he was like, would you still want to do this? And I was like, yeah, but not at that, you know, not with the, you, you know, you're going to remove the 100K buyer's premium. You're going to remove the high bid and da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, but otherwise, you know, I'd be thrilled to do it because I really wanted to to put together a full uniform. And so sure enough, long story short, the deal got done. And after a lot of, you know, back and forth, um, you know, the jersey got sent to me. And so now I have a full playoff uniform to that exact game you know, to Eastern Conference semifinals game three, which I like sort of affectionately refer to as like MJ's revenge. So now I'm, you know, and like the jersey signed and the really cool part is the shorts are signed. Like he doesn't really sign, you know, like you don't really see shorts signed too often and you certainly don't see full conclusively photo match playoff uniforms. So, you know, I, I sold, I had to sell like the other jersey. I had to sell a Hank Aaron jersey, you know, that I had like a 50% ownership stake in. So I had to sell like three things to pay for this. And um, by the grace of God, you know, like everybody that helped out, it all, it all sort of came together. Um, and I got lucky. And so, you know, now I, now I have it. And I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's as close to the only one out there that it could possibly be. So you have the shorts and the jersey. They're both signed and they're both been photo matched to that playoff game against the Hornets. Correct. Yep. That's that's amazing. Um, <laughs> that's honestly like it's no longer a Frankenstein uniform. You get the real thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was and I was so lucky. I mean that uh, I was able to find a buyer for the other the other jersey that I had, and then um, <clears throat> you know, and then it just sort of all came together, you know, like after I had acquired it, then I just got super lucky where, you know, the, the buyer came together for that Jersey. And then somebody was interested in this Hank Aaron Jersey that I had. So, you know, wound up being, um, you know, sort of like a, a net zero, um, you know, of, of cost, you know, between selling those two or whatever. So again, I, uh, I narrowly avoided the divorce court, um, you know, because that would not have been a, a very popular decision in the household. So, <laughs> um I, you know, yeah, we, we so you mentioned that they're photo matched and everything like that. Um, I know photo matching is kind of an inexact science, but they, these guys are the best of the best. I mean, how confident do you feel? I mean, obviously you feel pretty confident, but like you just you because you know what they have to go through to kind of. I mean, we all we're not a thousand percent correct on everything, but I mean, they are the best of the best that you use, and and you feel very satisfied with that that you have a full game uniform. I do. And look, I agree with you. I mean, like, look, mistakes are made. Um, you know, there's been a couple recently, you know, where more things have been made. But I will say, I, I think the the game worn community is very similar to the card community. And they're very passionate. And and if they see wrong, they'll point it out. Um, like we were as a community, we were successful in calling out a bad match by one of the companies um, maybe just a couple of months ago. So that was pretty cool. Um, but this one, you know, it, it went through auction. Um, you know, the description was there. The bidding pattern was normal. Um, everybody saw it and nobody, you know, nobody challenged it. So and then when I got it and then I got the paperwork with it, you know, everything lined up and um, I knew who the seller was. He's very, very reputable. So that made me comfortable as well. This isn't a guy. I mean, he's just he's got plenty of money. So, like, he doesn't need this aggravation. Um, but, you know, hey. Some guys still do weird things, but yeah, um, no, but this, this, I, I, I know it's good. And like I said, I had had the shorts looked at by, 
uh, all three companies, and now the jersey's been you know conclusively matched by two of the three. Um, so maybe I'll send it over to the third one just for fun. But the the problem is sometimes it gets expensive. You know when you're talking about like you know a, a jersey that could cost a half a million bucks. You know yeah. like it's just you're like all right, well it already came with a match, so maybe I don't want to spend another. Two thousand, three thousand, or some odd dollars, you know, because sometimes it can be, it can be expensive. Like the, um, like the sunny shoes to to go through what I just did, I had to spend four grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought that it was worth it, um, you know, just simply because of what they are, and I wanted to have all the best names behind it to make it the best possible shoe because I think, like, I, as cool as the flu game shoes are, I, I do think that this story because of the history. Um, you know, with Sonny and MJ, I felt like it kind of deserved as much love and attention as it could get. And, um, you know, for a future investment, I figured like somebody else down the road might appreciate that as well. No, absolutely. You're right. And if that, it, it increases the value of the shoe, then it's worth, you know, uh, like the, ju- you know, the juice is worth the squeeze of the extra four grand or whatever, you know? So, yeah, yeah. You know, and only time will tell, but, um, you know, I, I, I felt like it, it couldn't hurt it. And, um, you know, you sometimes, you know, it's like you guys, uh, you know, like on your podcast and, you know, you've spoken about like card trimming and alteration and things like that. And you just, you just want to be as sure as you can, um, you know, because if you're in this space and, you know, like here we are, you know, doing a podcast and, you know, there's going to be, you know, a bunch of viewers, you know, so you, you want to make sure that they're like, Hey, you know, I saw this guy, and, um, <laughs> you know, I hope he's not full of, sh- you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, so this is going to sound weird, but like, so imagine this high end stuff, you don't just keep it, you know, above the fireplace or whatever. It goes to a <laughs> vault or something like that, you know, but have you, did you get to see the, the shorts or the jersey and feel it like, or did it get sent to you first before you sent it to where you, you want to feel comfortable? Yes. Yes. I, I did. I, I did have everything in hand, which was cool. I did a little, uh, I did a little video of it. I posted that on the Instagram as well. And then off to the vault it went. Awesome. So this is going to be a super weird question, but I have this debate with other collectors in the office and my friends. Do you actually, is there a part of you that, or maybe you have, I don't know. Do you put on the jersey? Do you put on the shorts? Like Michael Jordan wore this in a playoff game. Do you go... (laughs) I got, I, I got to wear it. I don't know. Or is that just like, Hey, I can't risk this. This is going to downgrade the value. I mean, what, what's the, we sell in our debate. Do you wear something like this one time before you put it away? So on, on this, I would say no, um, <laughs> but I will say, um, I will say that one time and I, and I had another collector really yell at me about this, but one time I, I had a pair of LeBron shoes and they were a cool color and and um what i liked about them was he wore them against the sixers you know so i'm a big philadelphia fan and um you know so that was part of the reason why i bought the shoes and you know like so when they come in and you're looking at them like holy crap like look at the size of his feet and i i did actually have my wife you know put her foot into that shoe you know like one time and so i will so i would say for your collectors you know we we could probably get a 50 50 here i think like on the super high end it's really taboo you know you should probably white glove it you know put it in you know and send it like you would to like the dry cleaners kind of thing like make sure it's (laughs) right and send it on its way but you know for something that's like and this was when i was saying earlier like a run-of-the-mill tuesday night game that's what these the lebron shoes were um so they weren't super expensive or anything like that and, and she just got a kind of like a kick out of it and you know she put her hand next to it and you know like <laughs> you know his foot was like you know two times the size yeah. of her hand so hilarious it's like hey if you won the pat beverly jersey you maybe put that on recreate the whole scene get up and <laughs> take it off 
and look, you know, now P. Bev is now a sixer, you know. Yeah. So like, if if I do get if if I find that Wolves jersey somewhere, I probably would wear that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be fantastic, man. Um, is there anywhere um people can look at your collection, a website, or just Instagram that you want to let them know about? So I mean, because I know you're always looking for picking up things, and maybe even looking for leads for other things that you're looking for. Yes, yeah, yes to both, and we're you know we're all monochromed under. Uh, we are the the one o n e memorabilia group dot com is the website and instagram is just the one memorabilia group yeah uh, that's awesome because i I tell you people lou's got good stuff and he's looking for other good stuff as well um i know you're i I saw this you're in search of game used or game worn larry bird items or larry bird is is um so it's probably next on the list and i'd like to find a nice mahomes jersey too um yeah, like I think what I am is sort of like this super collector who likes to go in and out of projects. Um, you know, so like maybe at some point, you know, I'll sell a bunch of the Jordan stuff, but then I'll dive into Bird, you know, or Magic or somebody like that. I just I like to kind of build a collection and kind of look hey. at it and say, okay, I have everything from or I have a piece of something from like every year of his career. Um, you know, like those kinds of things are fun for me. Like that's how I enjoy it, even though it's still an investment. No, absolutely. And yeah, you're right. But that investment can help feed, you know, the other investments and things like that. Um, sometimes it's the chase, you know, it's part of it. It's it, That's the fun part as collectors, whether it's cards or sports memorabilia or records or whatever it is, like finding it and, you know, being able to complete it. That's that's a that's just a, an awesome feeling, you know, um, if yeah. you want to check out uh, my um social medias, uh, Kang collects. That's K-H-A-N-G. I'm on Instagram. I post. uh uh, podcast links there post uh, jordan cards that i pc and pick up whether it's low end or higher end um i'm also on twitter or x whatever you call, want to call it now that nowadays is <laughs> kane collects k-h-a-n-g i'm gonna be more active on facebook kane collects i'm gonna be uh, posting youtube stuff kane collects as well so just kind of getting it out there uh, i already mentioned the email earlier in the show Lou, appreciate it, man. Uh, we're going to have you on again because sports memorabilia is something I'm very into. Uh, not the crazy high-end stuff to be a four, but I love talking about it. And you never know. If you pick up, like you said, if you get in early on a guy, maybe, like I said, I'll, I'll keep it local, a Sore Thompson or somebody, and you can get game, like his first game at the at LCA, and you had photo match jersey, and it's affordable now. You yep. don't know what kind of player he's going to be down the road. So, I mean, it's still kind of like you can still do this, you know? You don't have to go right after goats. No, agreed. I mean, it's, you know, I 100% agree. And I, I think that's what is probably the most appealing part of both cards and memorabilia is, you know, I think people like to collect, um, you know, guys that they can kind of see, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, you'd mentioned Cade and, you know, Cade Cunningham. And, um, I mean, sky could be the limit. You know, you guys are on the upswing um you know like i said i think you got a huge coaching upgrade and you know the draft picks are all in so i don't know like i think there's actual like expectations now in detroit so um you know i'm eager to see it but uh, yeah i think if and you guys are looking at your prospects and and these rookies and second year guys all day long so you get a get a good feel for it i would just say be careful because you guys know you know the the percentages of a guy making it and having like a really great career and, you know, things like that. Um, they're not super high, you know, but, but if you're right once, yeah, you might never no. have to, you you're right. Never and and yeah, you've I mean, said it, you've kind of said it on this podcast too. And I'll say it again. Cause I say it all the time, uh, collect what you love, but also don't forget, collect what you can afford, you know? Right? <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, you, you got to totally be, you got to totally be uh, good with that. Cause I like the emotion has gotten the better of me a bunch of times, um, you know, where I've, I've overspent because I had to have it and uh, you know, and it's cost me, you know, for yep. sure. So, Absolutely. You know, you know, still licking my wounds on some things and other stuff, you know, you're like, okay, well, you can kind of see that it's trending in the right direction or what have you. So by no means, am, you know, am I a, an everyday expert, but, you know, I, I do like, you know, putting the, putting together collections and, you know, hopefully, you know, it continues to, you know, kind of pay off so you can kind of continue to do it. So, you know, if, uh, if I ever sell anything in the Jordan world, then you'll see, I'll probably transition to Larry Bird. Like, that's probably what I'd like to do next. That's that sounds like a very cool project. Well, once again, I want to thank Lou Papa from One Memorabilia. I'm gonna have him on again. I want to thank everyone else for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please let a friend or somebody know. You can find uh, Kane Collects on Odyssey, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, keep collecting. and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com.